You can check us out on all major podcast platforms, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and anywhere you listen to podcasts. Check out our social media on Instagram at Menovation and Facebook at Menovation Podcast. Episode 61 of The Menovation. I don't even know. (laughs) 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 This is part two of Ben's life, of all the Benjamins. we're going to hear about how Ben was a whore. That's where we're going to start. That's where we ended. It's where we're beginning. So if you're tuning in, that's where we're going. Coming right to it. We're going right Welcome. to it. Like, yeah, here we go. Like, it's well, nothing else to say. We're coming in hot. We're doing all the things. All right, Ben. This is your first episode listening. <laughs> go back to the first one. Don't start here. Don't start here. Don't start here. <laughs> go back to the, to the first part and then work your way here. Yeah, good, good, good. All <laughs> yeah, don't start here. <laughs> Go back to any of the episode. <laughs> Just don't start with 61. We apologize. All right, Ben. So, uh, okay, so Ben, okay, he he like was saving the best stories for when we're not online. Like, I feel like he's he doesn't want to come off too harsh. We'll get we'll get into those. Yeah, so <laughs> apparently Ben literally had to fight for his life multiple times. So you're okay, so you're going through college. You're kind of keeping your head down. I feel like you're recuperating from from high oh, yeah. from high school and college, <laughs> yeah. right? And what? Uh, so what do you mean? Like, okay, so you tried to get set up. Did you have like a whole dating profile and everything? Like, is it really no. that bad? No. Well, back then we didn't have a we didn't have like. You didn't fill out like a sheet What's of paper like, my name is Ben. Like, this is what I like. Things. These are my interests. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, we, didn't, we had like IRC. <laughs> oh, what is that? Like a chat Inter- relay chat? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's when chat started. That's hilarious. Uh, we had AOL messaging. Yeah. But even before that, we had like IRC and yeah. Uh, that's, yeah, technology was just like yeah. developing at yeah. that point. So, uh, how many dates did your parents try to set you up on? My parents never set me up on any dates. Really? Oh, hell no. Really? Why? <laughs> no, they didn't believe in it. It what? was all arranged marriage stuff. So it's like, no, you don't date anybody like, until like, we are ready to get married. Oh, so it was even more oh, yeah. strict and crazy. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. How, so how many times are they like, you need to marry this person? You're like, no. Oh, once. Oh, just once? Yeah. Okay. Like they don't try to set you up uh, several times. It's like you get to the age where you're they feel you're ready to get married and they tried setting you up with people. They just pick someone out? Yeah. Like, you're going to marry this one? Yeah. <laughs> so what what did that go like for you? Were you? Was it simply like, no, I don't want to do it? Or? No, I was actually talking to this girl in India. Uh, we became good friends. I mean, apparently I knew her when I was little and growing up in India, but okay. I, didn't, I didn't remember her. Yeah. Uh, she was, her parents were close friends with, with my parents. Um, and my parents were setting me up to, to get married to this girl. They had purchased tickets to go to India. It's like almost two grand (laughs) per ticket to go to India. Uh, so my whole family purchased tickets, took vacations. They were all getting ready to go to India. Uh, typically how that works is you go there, you check the girl out and you have a conversation. Uh, and and then, yeah. (laughs) And then you tell your parents yes or no. And then literally the next week you're, you're getting married. That is wild. Yeah. That is wild. Uh, is that what happened to your parents? Yeah. More or less? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it was all arranged marriages. Uh, only 
like recently is that, well, I mean, like my generation, even before like my parents' generation was starting to get there, but uh, there wasn't really love marriages sure. until recently. It was yeah. all arranged. Even now, it's all arranged marriages. In yeah, India I mean, it's a little part. looser, it seems yeah. like. Yeah, right? because like, here's all the people you can choose from, right? right? Versus right. like, this is who you're going to marry. Yeah. Uh, what's crazy, and I don't know the stats off the top of my head. Um, someone, totally random, but someone was like, uh, you guys need a Jamie on your show to like pull up all the <laughs> pull stats. Up all the stats. <laughs> like the Joe Rogan Jamie. Yeah. Um, aren't arranged marriages more successful yeah, than normal like marriages? They, yeah, they are. Yeah. They are. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. Well, also because Indian culture is you don't marry the person you love, you learn to love the person you marry. Yeah. And so... It's actually probably yeah. a piece of good advice. Yeah. And so... Indian marriages last a heck of a lot. Also, that doesn't mean that there's no abuse. There's a lot of sure. abuse that happens as well, sure, sure, but sure. people kind of just deal with it and sweep it under the rug and yeah. move on because the family unit is very strong in India. So let's go, let's go off on that small tangent. So when you say there's abuse, like is it pretty prevalent or would you say it's pretty like, like it is kind of here? Oh, it's like it is here. Yeah, okay. I mean, it's... Yeah. I mean, over here, it's more of a taboo in India. Like, it's really not. Really? <laughs> you could beat your wife and no one will say anything. Really? Oh, yeah. Even uh, now? Yeah. I mean, unless people know about it, they'll, you know, they'll they'll step up and talk to you about it. But yeah. most people, the, the culture there is to to honor the, the husband. And so the women will kind of sweep it under the rug and not say anything and wow. deal with it. Wow. But yeah, it's pretty Interesting. crazy. So, okay, so you go, so you went, did you actually go to your family to India? No, we were supposed to. And then at that point I told my parents, hey, give me two weeks. I'm going to like fast and pray and, you know, figure out if this is right for me or not. Did you actually fast and pray? And I did. <laughs> oh, okay. I did. Uh, and like two weeks before going to India, I was like, I can't do this. Like it feels like a meat market to me. Uh-huh. Whether I say yes or no, it's going to be a superficial decision. Like I wouldn't know a ton about this girl. Yeah. Uh, and if I say yes, it's it would probably because be because she's either pretty or hot, sure, or a good cook or something <laughs> silly like that. <laughs> something. Yeah. And if I say no, I mean to her, it would probably be like, oh, maybe I'm not attractive. Maybe I don't have enough education. Like, yeah, so yeah. I was like, I I can't win either way. I, like, I just don't feel right doing this. And so I told my parents, I'm not gonna do it. And they were pissed. I was ostracized for like six months. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and no one would talk to me. And uh, my sister came to my rescue because they had purchased insurance on their tickets. And so they got their money back and oh, they didn't good. go. But they took vacation already. And so they took me out to, to Maine and we hung out for like a whole week in like Maine and drove oh, around good. and stuff. Yeah. So what uh, what did your sister say to them? Like you're being dumb? No, she was she was actually, um, she was disappointed, but she was she was cool. She understood. Yeah. Uh, she was married through arranged, uh, means, uh, and, but he turned out to be such an awesome dude. My brother-in-law is just phenomenal. That's cool. He's That's such good. a good dude. I was literally going to ask you yeah, if they're still married. love yeah. the guy. Um, Do they have any kids? Yeah, they have three. Three? Yeah. So, great guy. Uh, he was, he's of Indian origin, was born and raised in Malaysia. Oh, wow. So he speaks Malay and Mandarin. Was he yeah. like an army brat or? No, his mom had moved out there. His parents had moved out to to Malaysia 
uh, ages ago. His mom speaks Malay and Mandarin as well. And so, oh wow, yeah. cool. Okay, so you don't want to get married. So explain the whore face. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there you are. Uh, yeah. Well, so I had I had taken a year of my life because uh, again, like I was. I grew up in church all my life, and so I was trying to do the right thing, but I was always a rebel. And so I, uh, the church that I grew up in, was very kind of legalistic. Yeah. And so I would I would question a lot of things, and it would get me in trouble. And so I was always in trouble with church. Um, I mean, it's like just like now. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you're yeah. the same person. And so like me and my cousin and a few friends, we got together and we started a a, a blog. Uh, and it was called like blueradius.org. Uh, so we started a blog and it was bringing the youth and the church together. Our church, the church that I grew up in was a global church. So we had churches all oh, wow. over the world. Like we had churches in Papua New Guinea. Was it and an Australian. No, it was a Pentecostal church. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, and so when we started the blog, it just blew up. Because all of the kids from our church, I mean, we had churches all over the U.S. and then all yeah. around the world. And so all of the kids in the U.S. anyway jumped on and like, it was a really cool platform for everybody to divorce now, their opinions. what exactly did it do? Were you, was it like chat rooms? Was it like forums? It was a forum. Okay. It was a forum. And so like we would have interviews, we would have like articles that I would write or my cousin would write or like a friend would write. Oh, wow, cool. Uh, and it would discuss, you know, just things that the young people in the church were, were fighting with, struggling with and trying to deal with. And so it was really, it was really cool. It was a that good, is, like a really awesome. interesting time yeah. of our, our life where we became like influencers. Yeah. Before um, it was even a thing. Yeah. yeah that's really yeah. cool actually. And so it was, that's how, that's how the, the lady that hooked me up with Amy kind of got to know me. Was through the forum. Okay. So she was she was attending our church in Atlanta. I was in the church in Yonkers, New York. Uh, and so Amy actually was volunteering with one of her physics professors in Kerala, where my family's from. Uh, she was. They had started an orphanage, and you know, Amy. They asked Amy if she wanted to come and help, and Amy loved it. She sure. and so she went out. She was on her way back from India when the the professor was dropping her off at the airport. He ran into one of his distant cousins, who was this lady in Atlanta, uh -huh. and introduced Amy too. And they ended up talking on the, the the whole flight. Okay, before we get into the Amy thing, you didn't tell us about the whore face. Oh, the whore, so so yeah. So I decided to take a year of my life. Yeah. Uh, after so after college, I got I had my first job. Uh, in New Jersey, and then I had my second job in Times Square, and it was after that job. So that job helped me pay off my debts. What were you doing? Uh, so at that job, I was kind of an IT guy. I was setting up, uh, managing IT infrastructure for a company that did like medical software. Oh, okay. Um, and so it helped me pay off all my debts. So I was finally completely debt-free, like all my college debts were About gone. how old were you at this time? Uh, 22. Wow. Yeah, you're young. Yeah. Yeah. 22. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, oh, well, you could do that when you live with your parents, right? Like yeah, there's right. not a ton yeah. of expenses. And so, yeah. uh, so that helped. And so, uh, like I would, I was, I was a tither, so I still tithed and I did give my parents some money as well because my parents helped me through college. Sure. 
but then I paid off all my debts. I paid off like my car loan. I paid off my college debt. And so I was like, you know what? I have like zero debt. Uh, I've got some money in the bank. I was like, let me take a year of my life and go do like missions work. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so I decided to go to... <laughs> You're so deep. <laughs> <laughs> go to Sierra Leone, West Africa uh, with my church because my church had uh, a, a branch out there. Uh, and Sierra Leone at that point had just come out of their like 10 years civil war. Oh, wow. Um, and that was a bad... Like if you watched the movie Blood Diamonds... Mm. I've heard of it. With Leonardo Di DiCaprio. Oh, is that about that area? Yeah, that was about that whole war. Uh, uh, okay. And so so I'd gone to Sierra Leone. Uh, my plan was to be there for a year. But again, like, I can't keep my mouth shut. And, like, you know, I, I would call shit out, like, with church. And, and yeah. so, like, I kept getting in trouble with the church. <laughs> and so, That's funny. so I finally was like, yeah, this is this is crap. I'm not gonna sit here and deal with this. And so I decided to cut it short. And in six months, I left Sierra Leone. Uh, but I was like, I decided to take a year off my life. I'm not going back home. Sure. Uh, and so I I went and lived with my aunt in London for two months, and I did volunteer work in London. Nice. So I found a volunteer opportunity in London, and I did that for two months. Uh, and then I moved to Kuwait for two months and lived with my uncle. Uh, there's no freaking charity work in Kuwait. Like, <laughs> what was he doing in Kuwait? He worked for IKEA, huh. and so he was like a one of the executives or something in IKEA. And so, um, so I lived with him for two months in Kuwait, and then I moved to India for two months and lived with my grandparents for two months in India and uh, northern India. And uh, so I, I was in. Delhi, mm -hmm. where my uncle was, and then spent a month with him, and then moved down to Kerala, and spent a month with my grandma grandparents. Nice. Yeah. So, were you sleeping around during this time, Benjamin? No, no, not <laughs> during that time. I wasn't. It was after I got back to to New York, where I was like, "All right, this phase of my life was just bullshit." Like, I tried to do something good. Sure. Uh, I mean, in my mind, I was like, you know, I wanted to do something right, and and, and you're like twenty three, twenty four yeah, at this point. Yeah. And I was like, like I felt hopeless in the church. Uh -huh. I felt like I wasn't gonna go anywhere in the church. Like I wasn't really accepted in church. Were you still writing for that blog? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. How long did that go on for? Oh, that went on for several years. I'd say like five, four or five years. Wow. Yeah. If, uh, if only there was advertising was, opportunities. <laughs> right. <laughs> Right. I would be a different person. <laughs> uh, it was it was it was really fun. It was really fun, kind of interacting with the 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 youth of the church from all over the world, like people from from the from London, from Australia, yeah. from New Zealand. And during part of during over. that time, you were traveling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, while I was traveling, I kept a blog as well, and that's still online. Uh, it was called "From Bullets to Bazookas." Uh, because when I went to Sierra Leone, I brought with me like a bucket of bazooka gum, which is like from oh, New York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and so it was, it was pretty cool. Like that blog is still up and, and you can read stories from there. Like uh, a journal. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, so after I came back to, to New York, I was like, you know what? Like I decided to do a, a, a good thing with my life for a whole year. And now, like, it's just the other extreme where I started whoring around and, like, I was just sleeping with all kinds of women. Sure. And so, yeah. <laughs> they wanted a piece of that Indian meat. <laughs> yeah. So. 
<laughs> How long would you say that phase lasted? About three years. Oh, wow. Yeah. Big chunk of time. Yeah. So what else were you doing during this time? Were you working? Were you partying? Were you just going out to the bars? Like, I, was, what was... I, wasn't, I was never a party type of guy. Like I was yeah, never cool. into clubbing. Uh, it was a big thing in, in New York, I but bet. I never, never really got into that. Is this the 90s? When is this? It was the, the 2000s. Early 2000s. Yeah, early 2000s. Uh, Did you so do never... Y2K in New York? Yes. <laughs> wow. I was actually working. I was in my first job when Y2K happened. Okay. Yeah, so I was, I was cause, Yeah, because you were in the tech industry. Everybody yeah. was freaking out. They I was there was all happen. night long running around with a little floppy disk. <laughs> Making like, sure. Trying to, like, yeah, trying to fix the BIOS on every, yeah, <laughs> every yeah. machine. That's hilarious. Yeah. And nothing happened, right? Yeah, nothing yeah. happened. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, it was also in that first job when 9-11 happened as well. Oh, yeah. Okay, so talk about that a little bit. Um, what was that like? Because you were obviously in New York. Oh, it was rough, dude. It was months of like uncontrollable like tears really like yeah i'm not much of a crier but driving from jersey into the bronx you drive over the george washington bridge and when you look to to your right you see the twin towers Uh and for months driving back home like i would hit the george washington bridge and like uncontrollably just sobbing wow because you would see the plumes of smoke. Yeah. And, and so you just, it was just feel it in the yeah. city. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was it was a Wild. really dark time. Yeah. Uh, what uh, what else kind of happened during that time that you remember? That was there, you know, was, was the city just quiet for a while? Like It was. Kind it of was recovered. just reeling from that whole thing. It was like yeah. months of cleanup and like it was hard to go downtown. Sure. Because uh, of all the the smoke and the dust and all that did stuff, did that last for a while? It did. Really? For, yeah, for a while. The cleanup, the cleanup efforts took a while too. Yeah, yeah. Um, totally. I mean, on the same topic, but totally. Do you think it was a conspiracy? Do you think the government did that? I feel like it, it was honestly like because yeah. I, I know I it's just, totally off topic, but I <laughs> just I just find it so hard to believe that jet fuel did that. Like yeah. it just doesn't make sense. Yeah, I, I remember. Uh, I mean, I was I was in high school when 9-11 happened. Uh, but I remember when I got into college, right, all these documentaries and stuff mm-hmm. start coming out. And I don't quote me in any of this. I'm just trying to remember what I uh, heard in the documentary is uh, I remember they were saying something like that something had like explosive charges or something were actually set around the base of the building, like mm-hmm. the structure of it, that all went off. Like around a similar time, but that building to implode like it did—that's what I, it just yeah. Well, and that was part of this theory is like because it imploded inward, right? Right. It didn't topple like right. a chunk of it didn't come off and slide off, mm-hmm. right? It all was fairly clean, right? Right. Because I don't, I don't know, don't don't quote me. I don't know if like a ton of buildings around it were damaged, right? You know those types of things. Um, and it was just really fishy. It was like it's yeah. really odd that it yeah. basically was like a demolition. It all just kind of imploded right. and all these things. So. Um, I just didn't know if that was like a, a theory floating around New York. Oh, it was. Yeah, it I'm was. Sure. Yeah, yeah, it was. It, it all for a long time felt like an inside job, and it still feels like an inside job. Yeah. 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 Like it's almost. Yeah. And we don't need to, go, mean, down, for, we don't need for, to go down that rabbit hole. We need to do a conspiracy to, theory. For, yeah, episode. for them to be able to <laughs> hijack all of those planes, all at the same time, and for all those planes to head in the same direction at the same time, and. No one could stop it. Like that just makes no sense. Well, that's the thing is you would think that 
they would have scrambled. Yeah, jets, you would have scrambled. Jets. They would have blown them out right. of the sky, unfortunately, yeah. Yeah. or something. Like right. I don't know. Like yeah, um, yeah. It was it was a weird. I I still remember thinking back to it. I'm like that is just really odd that just the way it all went down. Like yeah. I'd have to look into it now, but yeah. Um, who knows? I don't. We that's a huge. Was, we don't. Yeah, need to it was like a, it was such a dark, like distressing time in New York. Yeah, it was really bad. <laughs> and then obviously, uh. So, how old were you when that happened, 9-11? Because that's 2001, right? 2001. Yeah. yeah I, I had to be like 22 or something like that. Oh, geez. So, you're like, wow. Yeah. Uh, how long was the city shut down for? The city was never really shut down. Like, it just kept going, it's hard huh? to, yeah, yeah, it's hard to shut down Manhattan, but there were yeah. parts of Manhattan that was shut down. Yeah. That's wild. The um, other major event that I lived through in New York was the blackout that happened. When did that happen? That was... Was that during a winter storm? No, that was two years after 9-11. Okay. Yeah. Well, what happened during that? I don't know that. Uh, so, all of a sudden, like, power went out in New York City. Everything <laughs> came to a screeching halt. The traffic lights stopped working. Subway stopped working. Everything just stopped. Wow. All, like, I was in the middle of the workday in Times Square, and all of a sudden, I'm hearing honking all around me. And that's because the traffic lights all stopped working and people sure. were just like stuck in you know, the yeah. the box. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and like no one's moving, no one's going anywhere. And like all of a sudden the, the, the lights went out, everything went out. And so like we thought it was another terrorist attack. Sure. And so I remember that day walking from Manhattan all the way to the Bronx, the middle <sighs> of summer. Uh, my mom worked in like on 52nd Street or something like that. And so she had to walk from Manhattan all the way to the Bronx. Yeah. Everyone, everyone had to walk out from yeah. Manhattan because there was no traffic. There was no movement. Uh, how long did that last for? Like three days, I think. What? <laughs> yeah, it was nuts. That must have been eerie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was really crazy. <sighs> so where... And that was because of a transformer in Canada that went out or something like that? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Fire that person. Um, <laughs> yep. What? Uh, not to not to jump backwards, but where were you when nine eleven happened? I was actually working in New Jersey at that time, okay. so I was in a pretty secure building because I worked for a company called Kierfot Guidance and Navigations okay. Corporation. So they made like navigation systems for space shuttles and stuff like oh, that. Cool. Uh, and so it was a pretty secure building. So there was like barely any windows and stuff where I was because sure. I was in the IT. Yeah, you're in the basement. Freaking, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I had like no idea. My cousin in London actually called me in the middle of the day while I was working, and he was like, "Hey, you're safe." I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, Jeez. something's supposed <laughs> to happen to me? Yeah. And he was like, "Do you not know what's going on?" And so he was like, "The the World Trade Center was attacked." And so we, a bunch of us from work, we found a TV and we turned it. Sure. Actually, there was no TV there that we kind of went online and saw what was happening. And then everybody tuned in. Yeah, and then it just stops, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, what, uh, Times Square, how close is that to the, what was the World Trade Center? Um, Times Square is kind of like in the middle of Manhattan. Uh -huh. World Trade Center was down, way down south by Battery Park and like that area. So if you were working for the company you worked for a few years later, do you right. think it would have been a very different? It would have. Yeah. It would have. I mean, I would have probably, like, the the the, the yeah. dust and stuff would have yeah, yeah. totally come Because I just remember yeah. seeing pictures, 
like yeah. people running out of yeah. that and they're just covered. Yep. And yeah, it was, it was freaky. Yeah. Uh, okay, so... I mean, even I, before all of that, you yeah. know, like Times Square, I, I I was familiar with the Times Square before Giuliani, where we had like peep shows and, and nudie bars and stuff all over Times Square. Oh, wow. Yeah. Giuliani cleaned all that up and moved them out west and Times Square <laughs> and Times Square then got cleaner and, and, yeah. and better for people. But yeah. That's, that's wild. Uh it's totally, I know those are totally random tangents, but I thought that was interesting. Okay, so you're going through all these things. Um, where were we? So you come back, you're like bouncing around, doing all these yeah. things. Uh, what, uh, I don't I remember what we were even talking about. Okay, so. Just bouncing around. Bouncing around. For, came back. Came bouncing back. around for like three years. Yeah. So then A what? bunch of stuff Dude. happened. Yeah. A lot of monumental world Dude. stuff happened. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, no, that stuff happened before I left, right? So, oh, so wow. 9-11 happened like before, way before. So 9-11 was 2001. Mm. And then the blackout was 2002 or three. Okay. Uh, I left New York. 2005 and 2006. Okay. Oh. Yeah. I wow. came back 2006. That's trippy. Y2K. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I, I know, but everybody's, I remember everybody's yeah. freaking out during Y2K. Y2K, 9-11, the blackout. That's, that's pretty trippy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so then, so you come back, you're whoring around. <laughs> yep. So what, uh, what kind of brought you out of that? Uh, marriage. Like, I finally met a, a woman that I wanted to to be married to, and I decided, well, I better get my shit together. And okay, so you stop doing that. Um, <laughs> so, so Amy was in India. She was coming back. Mm -hmm. So, pick up pick up the story back again from there. So she was she was coming back from from well, she wasn't planning to come back from India, uh, but her grandfather was kind of on his deathbed, uh -huh. and her aunt called her and said, "Hey, uh, you know he." He might not make it. Uh, if you want to come back, come come see him before he's gone. Ah. And so she was like, um, oh, and, you know, the that dude in New York that you're talking to, if you want to see him, stop by in New York, see him, and then come, you know, see so us. You, and you guys were chatting a little bit online at that point? Yeah, we were chatting yeah. online. I had never seen her until she finally came to New York. So I was chatting with her for like a year. Uh, I, well, I started chatting with her while I was in Africa. Oh, wow. Yeah. And when I was in London, I she stopped talking to me because she said something and and well, I said something and she's like, Oh, I got you. And so I was like, Oh, what else you got? Right? Like just being my <laughs> my New York self. And she thought I was flirting with her. And and she stopped talking to me for a whole year. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. And so I hadn't heard from her until I actually moved back to New York. Uh, when she finally reached out to me just to check in on me to see if I was back home or not. Sure. Uh, that's when we started talking. And then she was like, hey, uh, uh, we were talking for a while while she was in India still. And uh, when she was deciding to come see her grandfather, I was like, hey, stop by and, and see. Yeah, come hang out. Come hang out. Yeah. I'll show you New York. And so yeah. she stopped by. Show you New York. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In yep. my pants. Just kidding. <laughs> Skyscraper. <laughs> Skyscraper. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, Don't start at this episode. Yeah, right. 
<laughs> go back. Just go back. <laughs> go back to episode one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so she comes. You guys meet. And then, how long was like, isn't she like a couple weeks in New York? How long was she there no, for? No, she was in New York just for a couple of days. Okay. Yeah. And then, what was there like a, hey, I want to hang out with you more? Like, what happened during those couple of days? Um, no, nothing. Because I was still dating at that point. I was dating others at that point. Uh, but we hung out and we got along really well. Uh, and then she was leading like a mission trip to Texas and she needed a place to stay. Uh, she was with like real impact missions. Okay. And so she needed a place to stay. And I was like, Hey, my sister lives in, in Dallas. She's like, yeah, I'm going to be in Dallas. Can I stay with your sister? And so I was like, yeah, totally. So I introduced her to my sister. Uh, my dad happened to be visiting my sister that week. So she ended up meeting my dad and my sister's family uh, before I even hmm. met her. Wow. And so my sister and my dad loved her because she lived in Kerala and understood the culture and understood the language a little bit and the meals and the food yeah, yeah, and yeah. all that stuff. So she was kind of cool to my <laughs> sister and my parents. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's cool. So then, uh, yeah, keep going. Keep going with the story. And so, yeah. And so... After that, she had gone back to India. Uh, after the whole mission trip, she had gone back to India. Um, and then she was coming back for good. And that's when she stopped and... How long was she in on. India that second time? Six months, I believe. Six months, okay. Yeah. yeah. And then you guys were still kind of communicating we're still this talking. time? Okay. And uh, I was supposed to go to India and get married to this girl. And I called it... So I told... Well, when Amy came to New York and, and met me, uh, like we got along really well. She had developed feelings for me that I didn't really gauge. Sure. <laughs> uh, and so when she went back uh, to Oklahoma where she was and we were still chatting and her friends were like, dude, like you have never talked to a guy as much as you do with this guy. Mm -hmm. uh, does he know how you feel? And she was like, no. And so they encouraged her to tell me. Uh -huh. And she did. And I was like, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to lead you on. <laughs> <laughs> and so she was like, okay. So the feeling's not mutual. Okay. And was it not really mutual? At, to, it wasn't to me. Like, I wasn't really, like, I thought she was really cool. We got along really well. Okay. Um, but I, like, I wasn't really thinking seriously at that point because yeah. I was still pouring around. Um. <laughs> Until my parents sat me down and said, well, you're getting married. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and we we're going to figure this out. How old were you at this time? Uh, tw I'd say like 27. Okay. Yeah. So uh, so they knew. They liked her. They said, hey, you got to figure your crap out. And they were like, you should pursue Amy? Or like what happened? No. So they were yeah, really pushing right. me to get married to this <laughs> yeah. girl in India. And when I finally called it off, uh, when my, my sister, when we were hanging out in, in Maine, was like, hey, how about that girl, Amy, that, you know, stayed with us? Uh, she seemed really cool. And, and like, she understands the culture. She understands the language a little bit. She understands the, the foods. Yeah. And she's Pentecostal as well. And I was Checking like... Checking all the boxes. Yeah. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so I was like, I never really thought about all that. And so that's when I called Amy and I told her this and she was like, Okay. So, so I was like, <laughs> what was the difference or what was the time frame between you said you didn't really have feelings and then you were like, wait a second. <laughs> uh, that's like six months or so. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. It's probably so pissed. Like, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so at that point, I was like, hey, you know, you want to start talking more seriously? Uh, can we like start, you know, dating, courting, and all that stuff? And so that's when we started talking about it. And when I was, when I finally decided, okay, she's the one that I wanted to to be with and and get married to, I told my parents, and they looked at me like I had six eyes. I was about to say because like <laughs> yeah, like culturally and like I think just race wise, I was gonna ask like how was that? I think for, from one going from trying to have an arranged marriage right. and then like you like turning that down and then being like. This is who I actually want to marry. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, it was it was rough for my parents. Like, my parents didn't ever think that they would be in that position. Because Indian culture is you grow up, you live with your parents until you're ready to get married. And then they set you up with somebody. And you, and you get married to yeah. them. And then you go live on your own. Uh, and here I am. I've turned down an arranged marriage, which was bad for them. It just sure. makes them look bad. Yeah. That whole safe saving face thing. Yep. And then on top of that, I am telling them that I want to get married to this white girl from Hillbilly, Tennessee, yeah. uh, who comes from a divorced family. And, and they're divorce like, is big, yeah, big no no, right? Right. Yep. And so they're like, You're out of your mind. <laughs> You're not doing that. Uh and so I told my parents, I was like, look, either you let me do this or you're going to lose a son. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah. And your sister obviously didn't, it didn't, because she, it was part of her idea. Yeah. Yeah, she didn't care. <laughs> she didn't. She was all about it. Yeah. And, and she was encouraging and she, she kind of, you know, was on my side through the whole thing. Uh, but then my finally, my, my parents finally relented and they said, okay, fine. If this is what you want to do, then we'll, we'll support it. Yeah. So then, uh, so then what happened? So you're like, dating you decided like i think i want to marry this woman and then like you just get married or like what happened well so indian marriages are like eighty thousand dollars right good lord uh each side of the family will invite every freaking buddy that they know they're like like a week long uh, too right uh, well hindu weddings are like a week long but christian weddings are like a, a day like a good day but it's like you invite like 500 to 800 people and it's like eighty thousand dollars and it's just a big shindig. Uh, it's crazy. And that's wild. And half of my family did not want this wedding to happen. Sure. And so I was like, all right, here's what we're going to do we're going to have the wedding in Tennessee <laughs> so that your grandfather can still attend. Uh, and oh, because he was super sick. Yeah, he was really sick. He was on a wheelchair, uh, but he, he was at our wedding. Uh, so that, you know, people who really care about this wedding will, will make sure. their way yeah. to Tennessee. Yeah. Uh, and we're like, look, we'll pay for their housing. They'll just have to fly there. Um, and so we, our wedding was a small little wedding that had like 200 people. I mean, even 200, 200. is, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it compared to yeah. what you could have been. Sure. It was an outdoor, like, like a garden wedding nice it was so weird for indians uh the the whole wedding the whole ceremony lasted for like 40 minutes yeah <laughs> feel like what is going yeah. on yeah yeah and so it was all just really odd for everybody did you like it though i loved it dude yeah. our wedding was the most fun day yeah like 
the one thing that we remember about our wedding was everyone was laughing. Even the the uptight, stuck up like Indians were all laughing. They were all yeah. having fun. It yeah. was it was awesome. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Uh so did she move to New York before you got married? Uh she did. So while we were trying to figure out, like while we were courting, she moved to New York. Uh her friends uh that she went to college with uh lived in New York. And so one of the ladies in the church that they attended uh, had like a couch that that Amy slept on. Yeah. And so she stayed there for about a year before we decided. Oh, damn. Yeah. So you dated. Wow. Yeah. And then she just did whatever, like worked whatever job and that she, kind of stuff. Yeah. See, that's when she got into teaching because she couldn't find a job in social work, which is where her degree is mm. uh, in New York. And she has a bachelor's and for social work, you need like a master's to go yeah. anywhere in New York. Anywhere, really. Yeah. Uh, and so she got into teaching. So the girl that she went to college with started a Christian school in the church that they were going to. And so she started teaching. Gotcha. Yeah. Wow. I didn't know. I didn't know it was a full year. Yeah. Forgot that detail. Cool. Yeah. So you get married and then you're living in New York, both of you? We're living in New York. Well, obviously. Uh, both of you, but. So we were supposed to take our time easing out of the church that I grew up in. Oh. Uh, and so that's what I told Amy. I was like, look, if we get married, we're going to, you know, finally leave the, the, the church because I can't subject you to that. Um, and so we decided that you were even more orthodox than she was. Yeah. 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 Uh, and so we, the the plan was to like ease out. And then I was like, okay, this is crap. Like this is, this is not like this whole easing out is just prolonging the pain. Mm. And so right after we got married, just a few weeks into it, I told my parents, I'm just going to cut it off and leave. (laughs) And that uh, caused more drama? Oh, well, yeah. Amy, like, <laughs> we were in our room and Amy had walked out and saw my mom on the couch just sitting there sobbing. Oh, jeez. And so she walked into the room and she's like, what the hell did you do? And I was like, I told her that I'm just going to cut it off and leave. Like, Oh, my gosh. And she's like, just like that? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, great, now I've got to deal with this. Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, it was it was kind of devastating, but it was a clean cut. It was fast. And, it, and did it was you just done. end up going to a different church? Yeah, we started going to the church in the Bronx that the that she was teaching at. And oh, her okay. friends, her friend's dad and grandparents started that church. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, so then how long are you guys in New York before you moved? Three years. Three years. Yeah. And then you moved to Utah? To Utah from New for, York for your job. Yeah. Okay. So from India to the Bronx, and then from the Bronx <laughs> to Godforsaken Utah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So what were you just looking for more work at that point, or did they just like recruit you? Or like what no, happened? No. So the the company was building out their support center because it was kind of it was growing, and Utah was great for technical support because of the language skills in Utah. Yeah. And and the the taxes and oh, and because Utah of the Mormons. Had, yeah. Interesting. Utah, I never thought about Utah, that. Utah, <laughs> back 10 years ago when we moved, Utah was bringing a lot of companies into Utah. Yeah. They still are. Yeah. And so there were a lot of tax in- incentives for companies. So the company, were you working for a Dell company in New York at that time then? I was working for EMC, which Dell purchased. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Yep. And then so they were building everything out. They said, hey, do you want to come out here? Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. So it was still EMC when I moved to, to Utah. 
and it was an EMC support center. And then Dell purchased, and then we became. Gotcha. And Dell. then you had one of your kids in New York, right? Both my kids were born in New York. Both of them in okay. the Bronx. Yeah. Wow. We're in the Bronx. Both they can say them. that. Yeah. yeah right. Both of them were born in the Bronx. Don't both have to of fight them for were <laughs> right. Both of them were uh, like birthing center births. So I was there to 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 pull them out, cut the cord. That's all cool. That stuff. So yeah. I was there for the entire process, which is <laughs> so cool. I love it. Yeah, that's very, and I'm sure that even yeah. that's probably pretty different than yeah. traditional. Yep. Yeah. What is it like traditionally in India? Like, what's the it, culture? It, it, the birthing process is very kind of intimate in in New York, but it's still very family. Like, you know, it's not like uh, sterile like it is here. Yeah. Uh, and it's a lot of home births and stuff as well. Oh. So there, my mom delivered. Her brothers and sisters. <laughs> That's wild. Yeah. That's wild. I'm like, I yeah. brought you into this world. Yeah. <laughs> My mom <laughs> like pulled them out and stuff. The like, whole thing. Yeah. Wow. So, so, well, I mean, nine siblings. And so she was one of the older ones. And yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but they were probably pretty young, your kids, when you moved out here. Oh, yeah. Uh, Tori was just a few months old and Abby was a year when we moved out. Jeez. Yeah. Um, why did you guys only have two kids? That's so uh, Amy is fighting through PCOS, and so that kind of messed up the hormones and stuff like that. Gotcha. It was a medical. Yeah. Do you yeah. think you would have had more kids if that wasn't for that? Probably would have tried for like one more, a third. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But we're we're happy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. So then, uh, come to Utah, and then kind of give us the last. And you've been here what ten years? And eleven years now. Eleven years. Yeah. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. give us that whole thing. So. You guys move out here. Another culture shock. Yeah. <laughs> was yep. it as big for Amy? It was. Yeah. It was. I mean, we didn't know much about Mormon culture. We didn't even really know much about Utah. Like, well, I didn't even know Utah existed. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, but the fun, the, the the cool part was while we lived in the Bronx, like I had, I, I purchased a co-op and a co-op was kind of like a condominium here. Mm. Uh, but rather than own it, you own shares of it. Gotcha. Right. And so... Uh, we had one in the Bronx that that I had purchased. It was like my first property ever. Um, and I come home from work and I see these two dudes in black suits walking into my house. <laughs> and like I'm, I walk in and I was like, Amy, what the hell are you doing? Like, I know you just moved to the Bronx <laughs> <laughs> and you're kind of naive, yeah, but, but you don't invite men in suits into your house. Like, yeah. What's going on? <laughs> and and these men in suits turned out to be Mormons. Uh, oh, and so, like, we were trippy. having these conversations in, in our house, and they were trying to, like, you know, talk Virtually, to me. Like, they were, yeah. you know, they were Mormon missionaries. And we sat down, and they showed me the video of Joseph Smith and the tables. and, and you the, get spicy? The, the gold tables and all of that stuff. <laughs> and, and they were like, well, so Joseph Smith... Uh, you know, there was so many different denominations that then he he wanted to start the the right one. I was like, wait, so there were so many denominations, and so he went out and started his own. Another one, uh, yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> and so I was really cordial with them; like we were really nice. We invited them back several times to to feed them and give them, you know, you drink would. and stuff, right? And like, especially Amy, yeah. yeah. Uh, like she's very Southern and like I'm like being Indian, we're very hospitable as well. And so we would invite them back multiple times and we would just sit down and have dinners and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, but I told them, look, I, I am very comfortable in my faith. Uh, there's no way I'm converting, but I will happily like watch the, the movie and I will take 
the book and I will attempt to read it. Wow. <laughs> uh, but other than that, like I wasn't going to. to Did to you end up reading it? I read a few chapters here and there, and then yep. I was like, this is just, this is like they took the Bible and they twisted it and turned sure. it around, right? And so For like sure. I was just like, I'm like, no, this is just not making sense to me. Like it yeah. just didn't, logically didn't make any sense to me. And so I was like, all right, I'm done. <laughs> yeah. So you get out to Utah and then what? Just kind of just start working and going to church? Started from and, scratch. Like we had yeah. no family, no friends, nothing here. Uh, and so before we moved, we Googled like defined churches. And so we found city church at that point. And so we started going to city church. Uh, and then like we built community there. Like we yeah. got to, we got really close to the Craigs and we got close to the Contreras. Yeah. Cause you guys. were one of the OGs, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so we got really, we, we built close friendships here. How, uh, how old was City Church when you guys first started going there? Just a few years? Yeah, just a few years old. It yeah. was, I think, like four or five years old. Were you at the the building over on, was it Ninth? The old, whatever, with the wells in now. Were, was that yeah. where you guys? Yeah. Uh, yeah, we were we were there. Uh, yeah, that was the first building that we were, we yeah. attended. Yep. Wow. So now, obviously, two preteen girls. <laughs> yeah, actually, Abby's birthday's tomorrow. Oh, wow. She'll yeah. be 13? She'll be 12. 12. Ooh, yeah. Geez. Freaky. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so yeah. then the rest is history. So, you've been here ever since, um, going to church, working, blah, mm -hmm. blah, blah, all the things. What do you think is in the future for the Thomases? Well, Amy's begging me to move to India for a year. <laughs> and I'm like, I really don't feel it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it makes financial sense to do it, uh, to rent the property and then move to India for a year. Sure. Uh, and, you know, have the rent pay for the property here. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you could live comfortably on $500 a month in India. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. Uh, nice. yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, so she really wants to do that. And unless I'm led to do it, I'm I'm not going to jump in yeah. and do that. But yeah. Uh, Another thing I thought about, did you teach your girls any languages? No, they understand a few words here and there because of grandma. Yeah. Uh, but like Amy understands the language, but like we don't really talk in the language often. So I, I haven't taught my girls the language. But yeah. When grandparents come around, they'll. A lot more. Yeah. 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 Have they gone to India? No, they haven't. Uh, so Amy was pregnant with Abby. Well, the last time we were in India. Okay. Yeah. Is that, and that was that, that's been the last time you, since yeah, you went? Yeah, that wow. was the last time I went to India. Wow. Uh, was, it, was that just a visit? Uh, no, it was a, a work visit. So okay. my company had sent me out there to build the support center out in Bangalore. Uh, and so they sent me out for three weeks and then I decided to take two weeks off and fly Amy out and we, Kind of vacationed in yeah. India. Yeah. Uh, why have you not been back since to visit? Well, my grandparents are gone. So they're, so yeah. I don't have, I mean, I do have two uncles out there. But still, now. the majority of your family is here in the States. The majority of the family are yeah. here in the States. I mean, they're all in New York. So I have no family in Utah <laughs> except for my cousin, yeah. uh, Joanne. Um, but other than that, yeah. Not wow. much, not much really left for me. I mean, I still have lots of friends in India, but other than that, 
Yeah. Yeah. Wow. All right. Yeah. Any other questions, Anthony? <laughs> Thoughts? Concerns? Oh, yeah. No, I'm good. <laughs> Anything else you want to add to your all about the Benjamin story? <laughs> the the whole part about coming to Utah and making the best friends and family, like the story of community is n- like the best, right? Like being in Utah with no family, no friends and making all of the friends that we now have, we are like closer to our friends here in Utah than we've ever been with even family in New York. Yeah. Yeah. And that makes, makes the difference for us is like we could move to a place where we have no one and still be able to make as close friends. I mean, friends that are now family, like we are like family with the Bogles. Right. And like, and and several others like close to the Craigs and the Porters and all of them, right? Like so, it's really cool community. Like if if you get in the right community, you can thrive. Yeah, yeah. And no matter, no matter. I mean, even in the Bronx, the the, the reason why I survived was because of community, because of the church family that I was a part of. Uh, so it, the the story of community is 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 huge in terms of survival and and thriving. You definitely have a big story about that. Yeah. So. All right. Episode 61. Everybody, you know what to do. Go out. Share. Maybe not this episode. I'm just kidding. <laughs> share all the episodes. Do all the things. Yeah. We out.